like scary stories If you like tasty beers Open up your mouth holes And open up your ears For... Oh my god, I'm sure you missed it. We're back to bro town. So instead of Bob yelling at you, we're going to have Zach Baggins yell at you. I'm yeah, sure. so Zach Baggins is here to tell you there is in fact a moon. Yeah. Uh, however, I, Well, again, he doesn't know what I know. We've decided these are free for all Fridays. That's right. So it's not a normal Ghost Adventures episode that I bring you this week. What? what? This week, I bring you a Ghost Adventures colon artifacts oh whoa whoa what is what is this you know what i bet we're gonna get to it so this comes to us a suggestion from lister it's either dacia or dacia yep we're not sure either way we love you we appreciate you that's right she sent in a suggestion she said have you watched ghost adventures artifacts yeah it's delightful there's aaron uh there's skinny aaron there's zach there's zach's mom zach's mom (laughs) yeah wait mama baggins Mama Baggins is on the show quite a bit. Oh, Mommy and, Bags? Uh, there's only one season of this show, it seems. Oh. Also, oh. the show, it seems changed names partway through. We're going to get to Oh, it. my. They didn't know uh, what to They couldn't brand it. But she, uh, listener, did not have a specific uh, suggestion. She said, just pick one of them and go for it. Okay. She, You're going to love it. She's, she sent me a picture of her staying safe. She's an essential worker, so she's going out there and helping people when she has to. But otherwise, she's staying home and staying safe. And we appreciate her for we it. We love yes. that. Thank you for doing Thank it in you. these dangerous times with all these idiots running around doing stupid, yes. shitty stuff. Yes. And she was, by the way, one of our circle back arounders who Whoa. said, I sent in a suggestion earlier, but I forgot to do my homework and prove to you I was staying inside. Oh, All right. So see, it works. It I works t- for her. It can work for you. Yep. That's right, kids. Your suggestions so I, must be coupled with what you're doing to stay safe. We need I to mean, know it. Otherwise, you're going to the bottom of our ever-growing list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I bring you Ghost Adventures colon Artifacts, season one, because there's only one. Yeah. Episode three. Ooh. Cool. So this is the story of Ed Gein's Cauldron and the Crying Boy painting. Oh, Ew. Ed Gein had a cauldron. This is sounds this spooky. where he boiled down the uh, nipples for the nipple belt? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Um, so, this does not have the classic, classic Ghost Adventures opening. Oh. It has new VO for the opening. Oh, my God. Which I wrote down all of yes. for you. Oh, thank you. Please. Please <coughs> relate it to us. Since I was a young boy, <laughs> I've been cl- Would you stop? I'm in my process. I know. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Since I was a young boy, I've been collecting haunted artifacts. Really? Drawn to the dark and mysterious energy they carry. Uh huh. For my career as a paranormal investigator, uh-huh. I've been able to build my collection mm. and my credibility. Now, I'm building a museum. Yes. After finding a place for people to bring their haunted items and Vegas. hear their stories, Vegas. These are my deadly possessions. Whoa. Even though it's not called Ghost Adventures Deadly Possessions, it's called Ghost Adventures Artifacts. I don't know. I think I read a little bit about this in like the Zach Baggins history of things. I don't know if you did this, but he had a show and I think it was originally called Deadly Possessions, but then no one would watch it. And then he had to put like the Ghost Adventures branding in front of it Mm. in the hopes that people would still watch it. 
and I we don't think we covered this in our Baggins Patreon episode. Did where we? we? Like, did a little. That's talk. right. That's yeah. where it comes. That's, that's where it why came this from. is. This is why you were like, familiar. I was like, in your research of listening to me talk about it. Yes, on fuck you. I paid attention. Research. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just thought it was funny that they didn't even like redo the VO. <laughs> Look, that would have cost too much money to get Zach back in the studio. Yeah, these they, are my ghost adventures artifacts. <laughs> are my my ghost adventures artifacts Um, (laughs) and it's all very ghost adventure where there's like the cutscenes of like them being like what is happening what did it do don't touch it like all that stuff like in the normal so it's all the same style so then we we welcome Zach Baggins he's walking into what uh, the Chiron along the bottom tells me is the ballroom oh well I assume is a room where he washes his balls (laughs) (laughs) Um, so he walks into this room which is like just to set the scene there's like two chairs that are like kind of throne-esque chairs Mm -hmm. um there's this giant there's the giant edgine cauldron in the middle of the room great off to the side there is a curio cabinet full of porcelain dolls i thought he hated he doesn't like dolls and the entire back wall is windows that are like gusseted windows and um and they're all like blue lit purpley blue lit from behind and there's just a random woman figure walking and like stopping and like bending and like doing weird shit just in the background of the whole thing (laughs) this is my cleaning lady (laughs) she keeps wandering back and forth up in the balcony in front of the windows no, it's not. It's literally the wall. It's like the back wall of the thing is entirely black. Like, that is blue so lit. strange. Why and would then you? she's like silhouetted behind it. And she's not like dancing. She's like doing a lot of standing. And then like sometimes she'll move an arm. Like, I don't know what it is. She's doing it's like so, creepy moves. It's like a peep show, but for creepy. It's creepies? weird. It's really weird. Even for Baggins, it's weird. So then he walks No, in, you know he says, jerks off in his balls room to that. And it, well, yeah. That's, that's how he cleans out room. his balls. So he walks in and says, ladies and gentlemen, you are witnessing the first time that I have seen an item that belongs to me. The, that wait. <laughs> uh, there are other things that I own. I've never, never seen them. Seen this them. is the first time you're witnessing the first time I've seen an item that, that belongs I to own. me. <laughs> uh, so then he explained who Ed Gein is. Uh, Anytime explains- I eat dinner with silverware, <laughs> I close my eyes so as not to see the possessions that I possess. My shirt and all my of my deadly possessions. My sweet belt buckles. This is I all rented clothing. <laughs> so he explains who Ed Gein is. And I normally dress like a sailor. <laughs> he explains by calling him, quote, an inspired psycho. So Inspired, huh? Inspired psycho. Well, think about it. Sure. He was inspired to make a lot of arts and crafts. Yeah. So he talks about how Ed Gein, he keeps calling him a serial killer. He never I, killed anybody? N- no, that's not true. He killed two people. That's why he went to prison. Oh. Uh, but his big thing was digging up people, taking their skin off, and making mm-hmm. shit out of it. I oh. don't know if you guys are aware of this, but Ed Gein made a coin purse out of a vagina. Yes, yes, he did. <laughs> By the way, if you Google Ed Gein coin purse vagina, do you know what comes up? Our show. Our show. <laughs> yes. Yes. My contribution to American history. That's right. God. Um, we are American s- heroes. So Ed Gein uh, is a Wisconsinite. Yes, he is. Uh, sure. Who, it's been so long since I've looked, like, done research on Ed Gein, but I feel like he 
killed people in the 50s or 60s and went to prison in the 60s or 70s and then I died feel like that's right. in the 80s in prison or something. He's <laughs> dead now. This feels but right. He, he killed some people, but really he's the guy who like wanted to make a skin suit. Right. Mm-hmm. And he made like lampshades, lampshades. Out of lips and stuff. Yeah. yeah. He's a big crazy. He's a quote uh inspired psycho. Inspired. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Uh, so then uh, Zach explains that this cauldron, Ed Green's cauldron, which was taken from his house as they were like cleaning out the estate, was used to hold entrails and maybe you cook down the like internal organs because the Geens did like make and sell meat products. Oh, delicious. So this, is that where Dahmer was Dahmer also an inspired psycho? psycho? Because and Dahmer would put his meat, people meat into sausages. Um, so he comes in, he's like, he shows us his hand is shaking with energy and he's doing sure. this like, my hand is shaking. He, like, no, sure, he's got he's Parkinson's and he's just like, yeah. dude. Um, he also whilst buying the cauldron from the estate, he, which he bought from like an antique dealer who mm. bought things from the estate. Uh, he bought the cauldron, he also bought a shovel. Oh good! Which, yeah. Which no. they really focus on the cauldron and I was like, I bet that shovel has seen some shit. Dude, <laughs> that shovel has seen so many dead people. Cause he, cause he, Ed Gein admitted to digging up something like, like he, he, they could prove he did like 12 or something, but he was like, oh, I used to go, I went there like 90, 100 times. Jesus. Like his whole jam was digging up dead women. Yeah, man. Mm. That coin purse is not going to make itself. No. Yes. Where are you going to get those raw materials? So then he sits down on one of his throne chairs, and then we meet Dan. He's a very nice Wisconsin boy. Hi, Dan. Um, And Dan is, uh, Dan's grandmother is the woman who owned these items. She was an antique dealer. She sold them at the auction that Baggins has bought them from. I see. Sure. So Dan is there to like help explain. And Dan explains that um, he, some members of his family helped clean out the house afterwards and his neighbor, Hollis, actually like was called by the police when they first started to investigate Ed Gein and like he had a bunch of women hanging in his house because he's like curing the skin Delicious. and the police couldn't cut down the bodies because they were too chicken shit and so they called in like other men from the neighborhood to do it and like this neighbor was one of the ones who's like cutting down these dead women's bodies. I, I hope they got paid some serious cash money. He comes in he's like nah it's just like when we go up north the deer the hunt deer you hunt. know I just kind of you know, you imagine the deer, the deer carcass, everything was good. Just pretend it's but deer. Except it's like small town Wisconsin, so it's like he knows all these people. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, oh that's um, just so, old Eddie. Oh, I think that's so, Steve's mom. Yeah, it's Edna. Oh, Edna. Uh, so he, so a neighbor Hollis helps cut down the bodies, Ugh. and uh, he was the one who helped the grandmother, uh, quote, positively identify the cauldron. I see. Um, so later box. Oh, and his grandmother, she originally was using it in her yard as a planter for flowers. Oh God. Oh. And then and Zach Baggins is like talking to Dan and he's like, So your grandmother So your grandmother knew that this was from Ed Gein's house and Ed Gein had used it and she bought it? Why? Why would anyone do that? And I'm like, you just bought it, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Woody, why? Maybe she's into yeah, the same kind of shit as you, bro. She's not a fucking weirdo. She just like planting. She's just a nice old Wisconsin grandma who wanted to plant her for her flowers. Look, imagine all of I those people. I don't know. It people, seems nice. All those people entrails, you know, I don't even need to put compost in it. I know. It's really nature's fertilizer. I've never, really had, I've never had a pot grow flower so easily. So easily. <laughs> um, so then we meet, uh, we, uh, we also meet 
a man named Carnith, who is Hollis, neighbor Hollis's son. I feel like Carnith. these are all inbred names. That's a Hollis name. Hollis and so, Carnith. So Dan looks like a fine, upstanding citizen. Carnith, Carnith is another story. Is Carnith I on assume, meth? I assume neighbor Carnith is from like the other side of the track. Carnith uh-huh. had some facial hair that may or may not have been unkempt. Oh, Carnith uh, had some of his teeth. Okay. Um, okay. Carnith, Carnith had a maybe lived a rougher life than Dan. Sure. I think I grew up with some of these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know these people. Um. So Carnith comes in, sits down. Zach Baggins like walks over to his chair, like shakes his hand, is like, "Hi, I'm Zach." And Carnith just goes, mm. <laughs> so Zach Baggins just sits down in his like neighboring chair yeah. to perform this interview. Um, and he is talking to uh, Zach about how his dad cut down the body. It's like basically the same story that Dan just told. Right. But what's interesting about Zach Baggins' interview technique is he likes to take whatever they have said and just directly repeat it back to them. Oh. Mm. Yeah, so he'll be like, yeah, yeah, my dad lived next door to Ed Gein. So your dad lived next door to Ed Gein. Yeah. Yes, yeah, dickhead, that's, that's what he just said. And the, and the cauldron came from Ed Gein's house. So this cauldron came from Ed Gein's house. <laughs> great. Because it all- I now see why his interview shows never really took off. Yeah, he's a bad interviewer. He's very bad at it. Um, He's unorthodox, you animals. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) So then we cut back to the Dan interview. And then uh, he is telling Dan a list of the items that the police removed from the house. Okay. Which, by the way, like, Dan's family was there. Dan knows. Dan doesn't need you to tell him, Zach. No. But so he reads the list, which includes, quote, a belt made of female human nipples. Nipple Oh, yes! We have a crochet human nipples. How can you tell they're lady nipples? Because dog nipples are very distinctive. No, like human nipples I get. How can you tell they're boy nipples versus girl nipples? Oh, good point. Because that's dude, my question. Dude nipples are way smaller. Maybe that's it. Dude because nipples are just less sexy. Yeah. yeah this is I just got, look, screaming when I looked at the belt, appeal. I got a burner. When I looked at the dude nipple belt, nothing. <laughs> I felt nothing. Um, so then, while Zach is trying to impress Dan with the list that he has obviously acquired from Wikipedia, or from uh, Dan the items, himself. So then Dan's like, yeah, no, my family was there. And he's like, actually, there's some things they found that weren't on that list, including Ooh. that Ed Gein had turned the doorbell, the like ding dong doorbell into a nipple. <laughs> he put a nipple over the doorbell. <laughs> Won't find that on fucking Wikipedia. What the fuck? <laughs> So then Dan tells UPS would have been that, very like, confused. <laughs> yeah. Ding dong nipple time. Yep. Um, oh. So then Dan tells Zach that various members of his family helped clean out the house and like clean out the garage where a lot of this like uh, gross like, shit bodily stuff was. Yeah. And where the cauldron was. Um, so he had his his father, his brother-in-law, two of his cousins, his mother and neighbor Hollis Damn. all helped clean out this garage. And he said that within 18 months of them doing this project, cleaning out the garage, every single one of those people was dead. Holy shit. Whoa. And he's like, some of it makes sense. My parents were old. Neighbor Hollis was old. But mm-hmm. like his like his brother-in-law like just dropped down dead. Like oh. his cousin like fell down a flight of stairs. Like there's like kind of unexplained mysterious deaths. Whoa. Hmm. Which of course Zach is like immediately hard for. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like at first that nipple. The cauldron. The yeah. nipple ding dong doorbell got him at like half mast. 
And I think no, he was mad that, that he didn't know about Wikipedia it. Did yeah, Ooh, that somebody had to tell him information yeah. he didn't know. Interesting. Um, so then Zach says, "Well, something to the extent of like, do you think that I'm in danger as I like am now going to own this cauldron?" No. And then Dan says, "I think you're knocking on the devil's door, and I wouldn't be surprised if he answers." Whoa! And then, and and then, then Zach, Zach goes, got super angry that that wasn't his line. Yeah. <laughs> no, Zach does a uh, open mouth. I'm acting surprised. Slow pan to the camera. Like he oh. does like a. Oh, <laughs> uh, in classic Zach Baggins overacting. Oh, by the way, he is in like a, a long black pea coat, buttoned fully up, spider eyes, no facial hair, <gasps> indoors mm. wearing a pea coat. I dig it. Of course, of course, it's a very strong um, fashion choice. Um, and yeah, so Zach is upset that yeah. maybe the cauldron is haunted. Man, Dan's um, getting all the good stuff in this episode. So then, so then it cuts to him slow mo walking down a, a dark hallway, because, and he's yeah. like. We have had an emergency. Um, I had to make a poo-poo. <laughs> I had to stop and make a duty. Um, and I've got a thousand buttons I need to undo in order to unleash. We had it. I had to change my pants. <laughs> it's so basically he, a 28-minute endeavor. So he was going to interview uh, a couple who owned these skis that were Ed Gein skis that also came out of the garage. Ed but Gein something happened and they couldn't Polish. come. So they sent their daughter and the daughter's boyfriend in their stead. Okay. Um, so now we have an interview with daughter and daughter's boyfriend in the stead of these parents. So Zach is like, so I heard that your family had an emergency and they were not able to come to this interview. And they're like, yeah, my sister had a stroke. Oh my so my God. parents stayed home and I came instead. And he's like, yeah, that's an emergency. <laughs> he's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, I'll you allow it. it. I'm going to excuse their absence. Like, he got so I'll mad and then it. backed off immediately. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he's being a shithead. Uh, then, of course, he asked. This is a really important show. Well, a show so course, important, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> he, he then uh, has to ask, did she have a stroke because of the Ed Gein Oh, of course. Oh, no, this is a she, good question. She ate Which, a you know fucking what? tub of salt every day. That's why she had a stroke. You know what, though? Daughter... It fucking leans in and she's like, I think so. Whoa! That's All a yes right. and. That's a hard yes, yes and. So, Good job, oh, girl. And so now they're they're in a different room, which is like set up like a living room. Is the girl still Zach in the back? Is, no, it's <sighs> like they're, now they're in a sitting room. So this couple, uh, daughter and boyfriend, are sitting on a couch in front of a like very heavily upholstered draped wall. Sure. Why not? And Zach is sitting in front of a giant stained glass window. Oh, of course. No, no, no. He has to he look as godly as possible. Yes. So uh, then they explain, uh, they're like, yeah, we think it's because of the skis. And then Zach says, in VO, we can't definitively, scientifically prove this fact. No fucking <laughs> shit. Just in case you thought there was science involved, there's not. No, there's no science. Uh, see, because no, I know they've been spending a lot of time stroke. building their credibility and talking to experts in their fields, and they weren't able to find a ghost <laughs> ski, ski scientist no, somehow. No, they don't exist. Stroke scientists. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then she, uh, daughter explains that like uh, whenever they're up by the prop, the old Gein property, they like to go out and like do EVPs and try and like connect to the spirit of Ed Gein or any other spirits that may be there. And they have made contact with him before and Ooh. they've like felt his presence and they felt like he's been open to them having conversations with him. Did he ask them if he could and have then, their nipples? No. That's a And shame. then Zach says, man, I'm starting to get into this deep. 
Whoa, he just admitted he's a little hard. Mm-hmm. He's, he's getting deep. He's getting deep. Deeper. Deeper. <laughs> um, oh, and the boyfriend, for some reason, has like a very like strangely soft and effeminate voice. He's like a big Wisconsin dude. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, we go out in the woods. And we're looking for the ghost of Eggie. He's like the David Beckham of Wisconsin. It's so, it sounds almost like he's doing like a bad Michael Jackson impersonation. I don't know what's happening. It's very odd. Oh, it's very odd. He's a sensitive boy. Um, so Zach is like, okay, well, you've talked to Ed Gein, you've made contact, uh, and then he says, would you mind if I introduced you to the cauldron? <laughs> cauldron? Daughter. Daughter, daughter cauldron. cauldron. <laughs> uh, so they're like, yeah, like, let's do it and see if we get some activity. So he goes in back into his ball washing room. Mm-hmm. And as they're getting set up to bring in daughter and daughter's boyfriend, uh, they decide they're going to take some readings with the EMF meter. Now Aaron is here. Now oh. skinny Aaron has joined the fight. Oh, Aaron, welcome. Um, so he, as anytime he brings this EMF meter close to the cauldron, it starts to go crazy. Oh. How crazy, you may ask? Well, Aaron's here to tell you, quote, that's an 11 milligal spike. All right. We got an 11 milligal that spike. That is a significant electromagnetic field it really is and the significance of it is that it's a number that is higher than it was previously yeah and so aaron says this zach is like really and then turns to jay who is there holding the camera and jay confirms it is in fact an 11 milligram oh everybody knows how to real like hey that does say 11 11 11 he had to check with his sweet boy jay yeah. Well, we all Just know Jay's sure. the uh, I'm Aaron, learned I'm one. feeling a little angry about this. This guy's been a, spent I, years building, building, his, building credibility. his credibility. There are some things in this world you just never understand. Yeah. Understand. <laughs> I do think it's in their contract that all of them have to appear because then like Billy's in it for two seconds as well. Like, oh, that's It's weird. Funny. Each of them have little bops. Um, so then they're like, okay, well, you're going to bring in the daughter and daughter's weird boyfriend with our 11 milligal spike we know there's yeah. an activity we're gonna bring in a spirit box and we're gonna talk to him yay ticka ticka so he has a ticka ticka box and uh aaron is a smart man and covers the ticka ticka box as he's asking a question so we can actually hear him over the <gasps> incredibly loud ticka this dude's been working this <sighs> job for a while this is heart. not his first day into the rodeo and it starts talking oh. in a female voice and zach is so hard that they're getting some actual fucking evidence proof he takes off his own microphone to hold it up to the to the ticka ticka box whoa he unmicrophones himself he of course then has to explain to daughter the woman in the room that this is a microphone and that that's what he's doing wow he he ruined it all uh but yeah he takes off his own microphone to listen better to the ticka ticka box unbelievable Uh, and the ticka ticka box they're asking questions the ticket he's such a giving man (laughs) at one point it says evil and then they're like what does the cauldron represent and it says death oh okay Okay. Mm -hmm. um and then they're like okay then zach is obviously figured it out because ed gein was a man who wanted to be a woman and Uh now this woman's voice coming through the ticka ticka box is obviously the spirit of ed gein who's now pretending to be a woman or he became a woman in the afterlife because when you're dead you can be whatever you want to be no that's not true so then i like both explanations (laughs) and i like them both equally and they're both good so then Aaron asks, like, the cauldron, because Aaron knows where his bread is buttered. So then Aaron asks the cauldron, cauldron, hey, cauldron. Um, do you like where you are now and that, like, you have a new owner? And then the tick-tick-a-box says, yeah. 
<laughs> well, yeah, because this dude's cool. I mean, do we know if Ed was attracted to men? We know he wanted to be a woman. Uh, I I think we know Ed wanted to be his mother. Oh, oh, he was Norman. It's Bates. A very Norman. So Bates what kind of what kind of man did Mrs. Gein like? Was it a tall, dark, handsome, affliction shirt wearing cargo boot pea coat? Spider man? eyes. Spider I eyes. Think, I think Mrs. Gein may have liked a young Ed Gein. Uh oh. Oh, well, that's disappointing. Uh, well, is that why I, Zach's I don't know. mom's it's in the episode? It's been a long time since I've looked into the history of Ed Gein. It's cool. Um, so then uh, the daughter is like, oh my gosh, I'm like definitely feeling Ed. He's in this room. And she starts like holding her back. And Zach's like, what's going on? And she's like, my tailbone is like killing me. Like it really like, I feel like something just hit my tailbone Ed really Gein hard. punched her in the in butt. The butt. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, and Zach's like, okay. And he goes back to trying to talk to the ticket ticket box. And the daughter keeps turning around. And he's like, what is happening? And she's like, I just, I feel like there's someone behind me. And he's like, okay. And then the end of this segment, he can't stand it that it's not about him anymore. Oh. He's like, none of this matters. You know what? Fuck you, lady. Whose show so, is this? <clears throat> So then they cut to this weird interstitial where he is in another room in his museum and he's like doing a little talking showman thing to a room full of Midwestern moms. Great. Um, and he is explaining about the time that they went to previously discussed location, the ancient Ram Inn. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he explains all about the demon and the devil was there and he like has this sculpture of a bunch of faces on it that he says uh, came out of a fireplace from the ancient Ram Inn. Okay. And he said that he brought it home and it was in his house and then one day he came he heard a like giant crashy noise and it had been broken into a million pieces. Whoa. And he's like he was like there were thousands of pieces and my mom glued them back together. <laughs> I called up my fairly, mommy immediately. I called mommy. She was very quick to respond. She said don't worry Zach. Jackie, we can fix it. Like, she humpty dumpty that back together pretty well, but he was just like, my mom glued it back together. Aww. I, I, His she, mom is not in this episode, oh. but she is in other episodes. Aww. Um, so he explains the mom glued back together, and then he talks about this skull that he used to have in it. He's explaining why he has the museum. So he has to okay. take his items out of his house because they're too haunted, and that's why he needs the haunted museum. Right. Sure. So then he explains this skull that at one night, it's one night the skull pulled his leg so hard that he fell out of bed and then he says he says once he realized he wasn't going to die quote a sick part of me really enjoyed it he fucking fucked that skull's mouth no he did he definitely did he had had sex with a skull he had sex with that skull yeah uh, so then the last item he's showing to these I think this moms, TV show and this collection of shit is the only thing stopping him from being a serial killer at this point it's getting uh, weird <laughs> yes I, I, I would concur uh, so then he has this like little coffin it's sort of like maybe twice the size of a shoebox but it's coffin shaped oh god is it and for a cat vampire he got this from his uh, <laughs> you know what you're not that far off <laughs> he got this from his investigation in Silver City okay um, and so it was given to him by one of the people who was at Silver City and they were like it's too haunted we can't have it anymore you have to take it Mm -hmm. so he takes it and he's like it's cursed and I've never opened it and then he asks these very cute Midwestern moms like who wants to open it no don't be it's cursed you want to open it and then like four of them are like fuck yeah I do that's why fucking Wisconsin went red in 2016 (laughs) is these fucking bitches open that shit (laughs) 
So then one of them opened the box and it's a skull that has, that's a, and it says like vampire bite inside of it. Sure. And it's a skull that has vampire teeth. <gasps> and he's Ooh. like, okay, so what this is, is it's a human skull that has been turned into a Halloween decoration from... Okay. Um, he says, Zach, I'm sorry, I quoted Zach, what it is, is, what it, what is, is, uh, we, I can't even, I'm sorry, it made no sense. He said, what is, is, we guesstimate it's from the 1900s. That's what he said. (laughs) And then he explains. Then it's a human this is some, into a This is some classic Zach Baggins fuck-ups. <laughs> what oh. is is, what is we is? guesstimate it's from the 1900s. That's not what it is. No, it's not. It's a skull with teeth on it. Yeah. Uh, and then he calls the whole thing an experiment and he laughs and he like is like, take a look around. And then they cut back. And now they're doing the second half of the episode, which is the crying boy painting. Okay. Okay. Uh, so this is the format of the show. It's like two haunted things with apparently some weird interstitial where he haunts Takes suburban moms. people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he tries to like titillate them to the point where he's like, hey, I'll, uh, do you want to be? <laughs> my mom glued this back together for me. Do you want to be possessed by my dick? <laughs> Suburban uh, mom. So, so now, and we we know the a brief history of the crying boy painting. It's a painting. It's from the like the nineteen twenties. Got yeah. popular with reprints in the fifties. It's of like a little boy and he's crying. Yep. It sets houses on fire. Yep. Um. So we meet Tina. Uh, it's a British woman, mm-hmm. um, and she owns a crying boy painting. Um, and she, and as he walks into the, he's back in his ball washing room. Okay. So now Tina is in the one chair and Zach's walking in to sit in the other chair. And the crying boy painting is on an easel, like set up in a very, you know, prominent position. Sure. And as Zach walks in, he's like doing one of these, like, I know what that is. Oh, uh, yeah. Because the producers <laughs> told you. Yeah. It's coming here. So then he explains to her that he is very smart and he knows what the painting is and the history of the painting and he knows that it causes fires. He knows that it, quote, causes houses to catch on fire. Uh And then Tina says, yes, that's what happened to me. And then Zach looks at her, completely earnest-faced, and says, you caught on fire? (laughs) You fucking idiot. I love this man. Yep. So then Tina explains that she knew that the painting was cursed when she found it, but she is an antique dealer. So like these paintings go for a lot of money because they have all this like myth and lore attached to them. Um, and then Zach was like, you knew the history of this painting and you still sought it out? Are you crazy? What kind of a person does that? You, you, you literally idiot. are taking the painting. You are putting this in your museum. It's yeah. a museum of curiosities and weirdities, you guys. Of course he wants but it. what kind of person would do it? A no. museum no. Quote, curator, dear. He asks her, are you crazy? Look in the mirror. Man, yeah, start with the man in the mirror. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm asking him to change his ways. I am. No message could have been any clearer. Um, so then, Zach needs some more uh, information. So he brings in a quote-unquote art expert. Oh, okay. Oh, sure. Okay. Yep. yep. Goes, from Vegas. Just, his name is Brett. Brett the art expert. Brett the Vegas art expert. This is the guy that the Pawn Stars yep. guy calls uh-huh, whenever they have the a piece of art. 
Yeah, and I think that Brett, the art expert, spends most of his profits on Meth? making his teeth as large and bulbously out of his face as possible. He's <laughs> <laughs> a very large-toothed man. He's got a thing, and he loves yeah. big teeth. <laughs> um, so then he explains more history behind the painting, that the painting was of this little orphan boy, and this orphan boy's parents died in a fire. That's why he was an orphan. Then he went to an orphanage, and the orphanage burned down. Um, and the people started calling him uh, Diablo mm -hmm. as a name. And then Zach looks at the camera and goes, the devil. <laughs> he's a he's bilingual. He is bilingual, it would seem. Um so then Zach explains so then uh, Brett continues to explain that like you know, all the paintings caught on fire mm -hmm. and then they the reprints became very popular in the fifties and even the reprints of this painting, so not even the original painting, the reprints cause houses to catch on fire. Damn. And there are multiple instances of houses burning completely down to cinders and ash. And the painting inside untouched. Damn. Wow. So this is the myth of the crying boy painting. Um, so Zach is, of course, like, well, this little boy, Diablo, the devil. Devil. He's obviously possessed by a demon. Yeah, clearly, duh. And that's why he's name. starting fires. Sure. Obviously, it's a little boy demon. Yep. Which is like, <laughs> which is, as Zach explains, like, whoa. <laughs> oh, okay. It, yeah, I get it now. It's all clear yes. to me. So then Tina explains that after she got this, the first crying boy painting, there was a fire in her house. Mm -hmm. And as she explains the she incidents of this fire, she's like, I left tea lights burning in a room upstairs and I was downstairs working on my computer, like working on the listing for this painting. And then I started hearing a thudding noise and she goes up to investigate. And the thudding noise is her cat throwing himself against the door of the room because the room is on fire. And I was like, why did you lock your cat in a room with fire? With lit candles. You, you're a you bad cat parent. They were trying yeah. to set up a nice room with a nice ambiance so the cat could relax. It had a rough day. They had some scented <laughs> oils. The there was a nice bubble, a bath. bubble bath. Yeah. With a nice glass of shard. Yeah. The room got on fire. With his muscle. Uh, so now I don't That's like a Tina good cat she, mom. So I don't like Tina because she tried to burn her cat. Yep. I um, like Tina because she tried to burn her no. I'm kidding. Uh, so then uh, Tina explains the fire. Zach continues to repeat everything that Tina says. Great in interviewing interview style. Yep. Um, then we meet Tina's daughter, Maggie, who is young and attractive. So Zach, of course, has to flirt with her. Oh, oh yeah. And, and, uh, and Maggie explains that like she doesn't like the painting. She doesn't think it's a good painting. Like She says she doesn't even think it's pretty. Mm. And then Zach starts waving his hands in front of her. And he's like, no, no. You're like not talking about the painting. You're talking about me. Like, I'm not pretty. Oh, right? my God. And then he's like, you know what I mean, right? Because like the painting, like you can't talk bad about the painting. So like it's me that's not pretty, right? And what she's the like, fuck right, does that have to do with anything? You big fucking weirdo. Um... And so of, he's trying to make sure that the she, painting doesn't get insulted. Yes. And whilst, so then he okay. explains more about how Tina is now telling a story about how then she found another one of these paintings and she bought a second one because oh. these paintings do sell for a lot of money. She's an antique dealer. This is what she does. Yeah, sure. she's got to make so that paper. as she's telling this story, they cut to B-roll footage of Zach alone in the ballroom holding a single taper candle, literally doing a like cartoon tiptoe up to the painting with the candle. Like, I don't know why. Why? Zach, it's what the, the weird fuck? He's literally like, he's literally like, I can't even explain the like hotsy trotsy way he's like going up to this painting. Oh, it's yeah. so odd. See, he got a little too involved in this one. And he was, you'll notice the Nick Groff difference is that yeah. Nick actually understands what's spooky. 
Yeah. Right. And, um, and Zach dancing around with a candle. Not. Not so spooky. Um, so the story that Tina is telling is that after she got the second painting, she was working on the listing for the second painting um, and she made sure there was no fire going in her house this time. Smart. She was like, no, you're not going to trick me again. And as she's literally typing on her computer, the computer explodes out the back and catches on fire. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, so she was like, yeah, I don't want these paintings anymore. So you're going to keep them, Zach Baggins. And he's like, I'm not keeping them. Of course, he, <laughs> of course keeps he keeps them. That's the whole point of his stupid museum. So, uh, so, so Zach then decides to address the painting. Oh, hi, <laughs> painting. I'm Zach. Here we go. He, so he's sitting there in his chair and he's looking at Tina and he's looking at the painting and he's like, this little boy right here has not taken his eyes off me since he's sat down right there. Whoa, what? <laughs> this little boy yeah. has not taken his eyes off me. Since he sat down. Since he sat down. <laughs> he thinks the painting is trying to fuck him. Yeah. Since it sat down. Since it sat mm-hmm. down. Hey, why don't you come over here and sat down on my lap, little boy? <laughs> yeah. You little crying boy. Yeah. Little crying boy. Um, so Let's then, wipe those tears away <laughs> with my penis. So then Zach's like, I'm not sure I'm going to take the painting. Like, I might turn it away. And then Aaron laughs at him when he says that. Yeah, of course <laughs> he's keeping it. And then he's like, tells, cut to Billy, like, in the security room. And he's like, Billy, you watch every room for fire. Like, he wasn't doing that already. Already. No, Billy was jerking off. That's what he was doing. Yeah. So then he's like, all right, I guess I'll keep it. And then he walks up to the painting face to face and asks the painting very politely not to light anything on fire. Don't lights anything on fire. Look, I know you're satin down right there, but But don't don't lights anything anything on fire. fire. The end? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's the episode. You can very... It is interesting to get the backstories of these items he has in the museum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, You can tell why this show was unsuccessful. He's a terrible interviewer. Oh, my God. Yeah, when you just say what your uh, interviewees say, that's not good. Well, one, because he's dumb. And two, because he can't stand that the focus isn't on him in that moment. That is true. This is what I find confusing because... What what is is, it's from about the 1900s. What is is? what 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 i find confusing about this show is the fact that like i watch ghost adventures because those guys are idiots right yes. right like does the average ghost adventures yes viewer not watch them because they're yeah, idiots because to me so. it seems like this show would be a home run because it's more of them being idiots yeah it's not them being fun idiots together it's them trying to uh like it's like the, he's like professor Vag- baggins like giving a class on yeah something. yeah but like and it's it's like the room it's like it's like birdemic it's like it takes itself so seriously it becomes a train wreck that's hilarious right yeah i mean it is train wrecky there's yeah. no doubt about that he literally just repeats everything back to them which i was like if this is what made it into the episode, how much of this interview was him doing <laughs> oh that? Yeah. That's what, on the what cutting was room on floor. the cutting room floor? <laughs> oh, God. Did you pay your editors like triple over? So like, so like it never looped back around to hilarious. It just remained cringy. It remained cringy the entire time. And then it just ended. It like has a oh, different, no. like the reality bars at a different place. Oh you know? no. Uh, it's not, it's not, it's not the kind of ghost adventures I was anticipating. It uh-huh. was still delightful and stupid. Okay. He, he thought that painting was trying to fuck him. <laughs> that is true. Satin down. 
I satin saw, down. Saw you looking satin down over there. There are still plenty of, of Zach Baggins being a fucking idiot. <laughs> but I I miss the other ghost boys. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get as much of their idiotic interaction. Yeah. But it was a good I'm glad that I watched one. Good. I'm glad that I like checked it out. Thank you for the suggestion. Thank you so much. Yes. If I was going to the haunted museum, I might watch all of them to get right. all the backstory. Sure. Uh, but I'm not going anywhere because we're in quarantine. And hey, neither should you. That's yeah, stay right. home. Hey, if you, and if, by the way, if you have sent us a suggestion for the show, you're at the bottom of the list unless you've told us how you're staying safe. So make sure you send a follow-up if you haven't. And if you have, thank you. You're at the top of the list. Yay, we'll yeah. get to you. <laughs> the list is long. We're getting through them. Right. We've gotten them. We've we've satin them down. We've satin them down. We've just taken us a minute to get we're through. Ju- we're, yeah, it, th- we've satin them down. We're just waiting for those suggestions to look at us like they want to fuck us. Yeah. yeah. Look, what is 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 uh what, what is what, is what is is it's probably we estimate it's we guesstimate it's from the 1800s. We guesstimate the list is long. So yeah. what is is what is is estimated long? Yeah. Uh Zach Baggins English. What, <laughs> what is is. We would like some more suggestions from you guys. Yes. And now we've decided they're free for all Fridays. That's right. So if you maybe you want us to watch like Ghost Brothers or you want us to watch another Ghost Hunters International or something like that, we're happy to make fun of anything. Anyone. That's right. Anything. If you want and me to yell at you about the fact that the Queen is a cannibal, you just let us know. Let us know. If we get a bunch of conspiracy theory episodes, I don't know. That's a lot. Is it? Or is it the right amount? <laughs> It's probably just because I'm part of the coastal elite. Oh, yeah. Oh, that I know. All my secrets. That's what that. Yeah. We covered if that. If you guys didn't listen to last week because it wasn't a Ghost Adventures episode, you're missing out. Go back. Listen. You, yes. You subtract two for no moon. That's right. It's absolute insanity. It yeah. is delightful. And, but next week, I think we'll be back to some Ghost Adventures proper. classic goodness. That's mm-hmm. right. Classic Ghost Boys. Yep. So tune in next week. Yeah. And until then, stay safe, stay inside, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, kinkies. That was resonant.